Brett Bielema. They, they have a real shot to get to. Frazier's got it! And the Big Ten Championship is in And now, broadcasting live and local, from the 98.9 The Game Studios in Effingham, Illinois, it's the starting lineup with Travis Sparks, Broncos country, let's ride, and Eric Fry. Yeah, and you, you know, you're, you, 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 excuse me. It's the starting lineup on 98.9 The Game. To our edition uh, to another day of the uh, starting lineup. Welcome to a Wednesday edition of the show. It's Wednesday, you know what that means. It's also the uh, 10th day of January as well here in 2024. Travis Sparks, Eric Fry hanging out with you today. And uh, coming up, we got a good show lined up for you as always for your Wednesday. Coming up here, we're going to be hitting up on uh, some uh, local sports uh, there from uh, last night. Had uh, some uh, boys basketball, of course, a lot there. We also had a couple of uh, girls matchups as well that we'll be hitting up on as well. And take a look at the light uh, schedule for uh, this evening. We uh, also will be uh, hitting up on uh, some other uh, basketball as well at some other levels. We got uh, some uh, college basketball to uh, hit up on. Is it anarchy? Nope, it's just college basketball as the number one and the number two teams go down there last night. And we'll also be hitting up on the NBA there from last night and the schedule for this evening. And also we'll be hitting up on some Chicago news and notes. Of course, I'm talking about the uh, big news there that uh, Connor Bedard is going to be out six to eight weeks. Yeah, I saw that. With a broken jaw. Devastating, therefore, yeah. a worthless black Is that going to be uh, is that gonna be enough time to recover for the All-Star game? I don't yeah, know. I don't know. Uh, but, uh, of course, what other news was there in Chicago? Not much, um, I don't think. Mm, must be a slow news day yep. uh, there in uh, Chicago. Not much happening. In all actuality, the uh, Cubs actually uh, – did something again. They, they made did? a uh, they made a signing. Huh. Yeah. How about that? Uh, news to me. And so we'll be uh, hit up on that as well as uh, it was decision morning here on this Wednesday for Chicago Bears and uh, their future at head coach and other coaching positions that we'll be uh, taking a look at and hitting up on as well here. Mm-hmm. On this uh, Wednesday edition, and of course, uh, the uh, starting lineup would not be possible without the help from McMahon Meets Team, the insurance agency worth compare repair, and Tatopolis State Bank. We appreciate uh, them and appreciate all of you out there listening as well, whether you're listening here on the Trestle Show or in the podcast, and whatever you don't get to here on the Trestle Show, 
we'll get to in the podcast in some sort of fashion. Yep. yep. All right. Uh, so uh, let's go ahead and uh, let's uh, get it started and uh, let's uh, get it up with uh, what we call First Things First. Before we get into the show. things first and we're starting off in the city of chicago there as it looks like a decision has been made for the future of the chicago bears coaching staff at least there we got some changes and some not changes Mm -hmm. there as well as reported by Adam Schefter over the last couple of days there at Hallis Hall, there was some meetings that were going down with uh, general manager and uh, management uh, there to decide what the Bears were going to do. And it looks like that they will not be making a head coaching change as Matt Aberflus is officially expected to return for the 2024 season according to Adam Schefter's league sources uh, there. So uh, no uh, coaching and changing at the head coaching uh, spot for the Chicago Bears. Mavriflus is still in there as your head coach, Chicago. But, Travis, I, I still – everything's not all well and good because it is just for next year. That's right. all that's been said. It's for next year. So, again, he has to play up. Mm-hmm. And he's got a tall task in front of him, Travis, because part of this announcement was that their offensive coordinator has yes. been fired. Yes, uh, Luke Getze is out as offensive coordinator, so he will not be returning for next season. Uh, thank goodness they fired him and also uh, fired a quarter, their quarterback coach as well as the wide receiver coach as well. So kind of cleaned house on the offensive side. Plus, don't forget... They still have a defensive coordinator replaced after Allen Williams resigned early into the season, and they never replaced him throughout the whole year. So you have an offensive coordinator you're having to get, a defensive coordinator you're having to get, a quarterback coach you're having to get. You could have gone two ways about this. You could have said, we're just going to clean everyone out. Mm -hmm. I mean, you already have two-thirds of the top coaches you're having to replace. Right. But I think they wanted some stability. They wanted something stable there. Mm-hmm. Which, again, gets me leaning more towards Justin Fields staying in Chicago. Yeah. Because if you were going 100% all in, let's change everything, why not change quarterback as well? Right. I mean, yeah, if that, that would make sense. If you got rid of the OC, the head coach, you would probably look towards a complete clean slate mm-hmm. by getting rid of uh, Fields. Now, here's... The other thing, if you're Everfliss, so he's going to be, you you would have to think, as most head coaches are, are involved in the hiring of coordinators. Yeah. You know, so he's going to be helping out, voicing his opinion, if not straight up hiring his offensive coordinator and his defensive coordinator. Right. I, I don't think that the defensive coordinator is that big of a thing. I think that Eberflus took over the play calling on the defensive end. He is a defensive coach. Yes, and I think he'll still so, keep doing the play calling, but you still have to have that coordinator. Well, position. yeah, you definitely have to have it, but yes. you know, it's not going to be as, as big as the offensive coordinator would be. But again, because this is only one year, Travis, guy comes in, Bears do well, offense turned around. Do the Bears just go... 
You may just be the head coach. Yeah. Eberflus is kind of in a, a situation where he wants to get a good guy as the offensive coordinator who can help Justin Fields if Justin Fields is still going to be there, help him grow, mature, everything like that. But he doesn't want to do too good of a job getting an offensive coordinator because suddenly his job could be on the line because he only has a year. That's all we know right now is that he's going to be around for next season. That's it. Yeah. So for me, I, I think it's actually Travis – it's murkier now than it was before. Hmm. I mean, I think if Everflus, you can't really have that in the the back of your mind about, I mean, you do have it in the back of your mind that uh, your job is on the line, obviously, uh, because of only one guaranteed year. But, mm-hmm. I mean, you can't have that in the back of your mind of, like, looking back at your offensive coordinator, if he's going to take my job or not, if I don't do a good job. But for me, if I'm Everflus, this is not a vote of confidence from upper management. This is a vote of convenience. Yeah. We didn't want to have so. to go through the, the the whole coaching change. We didn't want to have to try and get a new head coach and then get the coordinators and do it before the draft because we have the first draft pick and we got to have our head coach believing in whatever it is we're going to do with that draft pick. Right. You didn't want to do that if you were front office. Unless, again, you had someone knocking down your door saying, I want to be the head coach. Obviously, no one was doing that. Yeah. I mean, I think uh, playing devil's advocate, you can't look at it as a vote of confidence to uh, keep you around because, uh, I mean, the record speaks for itself. It was He's 10-24 and 24 in his tenure yeah. with the uh, Bears. And, uh, you know, you had some people some fans out there not just me but there's a lot of people out there in uh, fandom land that you know wants coach harbaugh uh there and like well okay at least management didn't listen to the you know maybe public pressure of trying to go out and uh, get harbaugh like that and this decision could have made been made on monday whereas they spent the past two days meeting with everflus and all this and uh, they at least took their time to make this decision and whatnot to uh, maintain you. Or it tells me that does Harbaugh already have a job elsewhere? I don't know. He's I long think been he's linked just... to the Chargers. Yeah, there's a couple of places that he's been linked. If you were if you were a coach coming in, would you, with everything of the heartache and every all the uncertainty we've talked about surrounding the Bears organization, would you want to step into that role? I wouldn't. Mm-hmm. No, not really. Because more is expected out of you than somewhere like the Chargers or even now like the Titans. The Titans, I think, is a very appealing job. They don't have quite as much talent as they have in years past, but that division is not that great. Jacksonville and Houston are on the rise. Indy's there too, but there's still a lot of unpredictability there. So I don't think that's an awful job. We still don't know what the Raiders are going to do. Yeah, I I think that someone on ESPN listening here yesterday threw out the Raiders job, but I think it would be a mistake to uh, not maintain Antonio Pierce there as the I, head I think coach so too. For, for them. I think so too. So I, that's what I would I would stay, or. The reason why Coach Harbaugh hasn't got anything yet is that maybe the job is still – you're still playing in the postseason, potentially, the job that could open up. The Cowboys. No. 
I mean, I could see him going to the NFC East and going to Washington. Him and his brother could share, you know, notes there on how to live in that, you know, Baltimore, D.C. area. Yeah. Right. I think that uh, the plans for the commanders was to move farther away, kind of in Virginia. Yes. Yes, it is. I just, to me, this is, again, a vote of convenience. You're the most convenient thing right now. Yeah. But your seat is still very warm. Oh, it definitely is. You're not, nothing is guaranteed. And so it sets up Travis 2024 being a question of uncertainty. And maybe we're even more uncertain now because maybe you just pick up Fields' fifth-year option and you still draft Caleb Williams and you have him compete for quarterback role in the fall and then you move on with your coach and young quarterback who's had a year to sit under Justin Fields. Mm-hmm. And you move on there in 2025. Yeah, I'm sure there would be some hard feelings if that were to happen. If uh, you draft a quarterback uh, there. Not the first time in a nope. division where a quarterback would feel slighted by the team drafting a quarterback. Yep. but. I think one of the things that you feel like if you're a Chicago Bears fan today is that it's kind of more of the same uh, here from this organization of in 2017, uh, you kept John Fox, uh, but you ended up trading up in the draft to uh, get Mitchell Trubisky. And then the following year, John Fox was fired. Uh, in 2021, of course, uh, uh, Coach Nagy, uh, you kept him, and you ended up moving up to a get Fields. And then the following year, you get rid of Nagy. And then uh, now with some uh, pressure mounting and of the record, only having 10 wins over the past two seasons and potentially a shiny new toy candidate out there that could have been hired, that could have came home, and now you're going to keep Everflus. And now we'll, we'll see what the Bears do in the uh, uh, draft to potentially uh, possibly screw this up uh, like they seem to always do. And again, Travis, we don't know for 100% certainty that Harbaugh is going to leave Michigan. Yeah, exactly. He may just want to become the Nick Saban of the North and yeah. just stay there in Michigan and I build mean, a dynasty. Yeah, he he has reportedly have a big contract there yeah. on his desk just waiting to be signed. So, I mean, he, he could just stay in Michigan. Right. That's also a possibility. Uh, that, I mean, again, do I want to rebuild something from the ground up or do I want to keep with what I got and keep going, especially now with the 12-team playoff? You know you finish second or third in the Big Ten, you're probably getting the playoffs. Yeah, no doubt. So I, I that's another wrinkle in this story is maybe Harbaugh is not going anywhere. Yeah, no, that's fair. So – what I would love, though, Travis, is do you think they'd hire Harbaugh as the offensive coordinator? No. <laughs> you really want to turn the wick up on that seat? <laughs> no. Head coach in waiting? Yeah, no, and I don't think Harbaugh would accept that. He no, wouldn't relinquish no, 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 control no, no, as a head coach no, and then no. take a secondary position. I'd love to see it, though. Yeah. Uh, and, and then put the Bears on hard knocks, too, if we could do that, too. <laughs> and that, that, everything would be great then. Can we just potentially make yeah. that happen? 
Yeah. Now, also another question would be into the off season is who's going to be the new OC there in Chicago to potentially pair up with uh, Fields or if they go with the uh, drafting a quarterback route. But you would think with keeping Everflus, it means that they would keep Fields. But uh, you do need a new OC. Uh, potentially looking at a hot commodity candidate is Daryl Bevel, who's currently the uh, passing game coordinator for the uh, leading passing attack in the league in the Miami Dolphins. So he could potentially uh, take the next step up and uh, go for that. Working with Tua, who's obviously had a season. He's played every game this year. People seem to forgot that. Uh, but uh, Mike McDaniel had a little bit to do with that. Uh, recommending some of the stuff they did in the offseason. But mm-hmm. uh, Tua played every game this year. Yep. Didn't get hurt at all. And, and again, Travis, I would think it, the offensive coordinator job in Chicago would be really appealing because you don't know if you could be the head coach next year. Right. Yeah. It's definitely a stepping stone job. Uh, Clint Kubiak, uh, he was the uh, offensive coordinator or the passing game coordinator uh, with the Broncos in 2022. And even though they had a down year, but – uh, still worked with a Super Bowl winning quarterback, Russell Wilson, and he's uh, the uh, San Francisco 49ers passing game coordinator uh, this year, as well as also a name that I'm seeing popping up, as well as one that's less intriguing to me. But, I mean, he may not be a great head coach, but maybe a good coordinator, be a step back for him, but it could also be a fallback plan for that head coaching gig, like you were saying, uh, Frank Wright. He, of course, was the Colts and also the Panthers. Stay away. (laughs) He can't do a good coaching job anywhere. Maybe it's just a head coach. Maybe he needs to stay away from that job. Maybe he can make things work as a coordinator uh, because he was on the Eagles staff uh, when they went on that run to win the Super Bowl uh, there. Not exactly a, a good stint. And they have the connection with Eberflus as well so mm. there you go if Everflus wants to be involved in the decision that would be a strong candidate because of their connections in indy there with frank Wright. Mm. but that's maybe not the most uh, sp- uh splash move i guess you'd say is hiring kubiak or greg roman uh, travis greg roman 51 year old former ravens bills and 49ers offensive coordinator so, yeah, i've definitely have heard the name before yep yeah. Frank Wright. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Again, you know, you know what's an intriguing one, Travis. And I didn't even think about it until I'm looking at this list. Eric Benemy. Yeah, he's with, always kicked. Well, around. with the Commanders getting rid of Ron Rivera, is he, you know, is he available? Right. Yeah. Mm, um, potentially. Jim Caldwell? No. Mm-mm. No. <laughs> no. Nope. No. I mean, he's worked with a lot of quarterbacks, but. Right. Kellen Moore? Mm. I mean, who knows? He could be the candidate for the Chargers job. I, I would I would think so. Marcus Brady, the Eagles senior offensive assistant. Yeah, I've heard a couple of assistants for yep. Philadelphia. Colts connection as well. Potentially. He was Indianapolis's offensive coordinator in 2021. Um with Eberflus, who was yeah, defensive side go. there. so No, they should bring in Travis as uh, OC. Who's that? The greatest head coach in the history of the NFL, Jeff Saturday. Oh, there you go. There you go. <laughs> that's, a, that's an idea. That's right. 
It's not a good one, but it's an idea. It's an idea. It's something. Mike LaFleur, the younger brother of uh, Matt LaFleur, the Packers coach. He's a Rams offensive coordinator, Travis. Going to steal your OC? (sighs) Yeah, I mean, already the defensive coordinator, Raheem Morris, is being thrown around, potentially interviewed for a potential job. So, I mean, might as well take the OC. Zach Robinson? Yeah. You have some, uh, you have some options, and uh, some of those options are currently still playing. Cliff Kingsbury, Travis. Playoffs. Oh no. From USC. Yep, yep, yep. No. Knows how to work with the young quarterback. Worked with Kyler Murray. No. Worked with Caleb Williams, Travis. Uh-oh. Oh, if he gets hired, Travis, shut the case. We uh, know what's happening. Yeah, it's just like someone being assigned to trying to recruit. Yep. Someone on a college staff. I'm telling you right now, uh, if Cliff Kingsbury becomes the offensive coordinator of the Bears, we know that they're going to draft Caleb Williams at one. Yeah, that might be some uh, might be some spo- uh, smoke to that uh, fire potentially. Uh-huh. Uh, that's what we have got this morning of a firing of Luke Getzey, but the Bears keeping um, Aberflus uh, there as their head man so uh we move along here and then coming up we'll be talking about some uh, local basketball from last night uh, lots of uh, boys basketball to talk about and we'll also be taking a look at a couple of girls matchups that happened there last night as well on the way here on the starting lineup the starting lineup from 98.9 the game studios will be right back It's cold outside, but at McMahon Meats, we have a convenient drive-up window so you can stay in your car. Phone ahead at 217-813-6054 to place your order, and we will hand it to you in your warm car. McMahon Meats offers fresh cuts of beef, pork, chicken, and fish. We also offer a wide variety of sides and appetizers. Stop by today on Route 40 between Teutopolis and Effingham. Check us out online at mcmahonmeats.com or visit us on Facebook. McMahon Meats, where quality and convenience meet tradition. Winter storms create a higher risk of car accidents, hypothermia, frostbite, carbon monoxide poisoning, and heart attacks from overexertion. Winter storms including blizzards can bring extreme cold, freezing rain, snow, ice, and high winds. These storms can last a few hours or several days. Winter weather can cut off heat, power, and communication services for undetermined periods of time. Prepare now for what this winter may bring. This is Sergeant Jerry Purcell of the FEM Police Department, wishing all of our area residents a safe and happy winter season. You've heard of AI. We want you to know that some messages and content we broadcast is produced using AI. All content produced or written with AI is supervised by our staff before airing. AI is only a tool for all of us, and we use it for that purpose. You can be assured that we will not use AI in any way that is unworthy of your trust. Illini fans, this year we celebrate the 100th anniversary of Memorial Stadium for the 2024 Fighting Illini football season. Season tickets for the 2024 football season are on sale now. And Illini fans who renew their season tickets by February 1st are eligible to win amazing prizes, memorabilia, and experiences. Secure your season tickets for homecoming, Dad's Day, and a special rededication of Memorial Stadium on October 19th against Michigan. Visit FightingIllini.com for more information. It's cold outside, but at McMahon Meats, we have a convenient drive-up window so you can stay in your car. Phone ahead at 217-813-6054 to place your order, and we will hand it to you in your warm car. McMahon Meats offers fresh cuts of beef, pork, chicken, and fish. We also offer a wide variety of sides and appetizers. Stop by today on Route 40 
between Teutopolis and Effingham, check us out online at mcmahonmeats.com or visit us on Facebook. McMahon Meats, where quality and convenience meet tradition. At Lowe's, save big every day when you buy in bulk. Get 10% off select concrete mix when you buy one pallet or more. And there's more. Get 15% off select primed finger joint boards when you buy 10 or more. Visit us in-store or online for low prices on the materials you need. Because Lowe's knows savings. Lowe's knows pros. Selection varies by location. While supplies last, discount taken at time of purchase. See sales associate for details. You've heard the buzz about IT jobs and cybersecurity and AI, right? Why not prepare for a career in these fields and take advantage of the high demand? You could enjoy a more rewarding and recession-resistant lifestyle. Train in just a few short months at My Computer Career. No experience necessary. Already in IT? Skill up for positions employers need to fill. Go to mycomputercareer.edu and take the free career evaluation. That's mycomputercareer.edu. Financial aid is available for qualified students, including the GI Bill. And now, the starting lineup. Caught! It's going to be caught! And for a touchdown! No! On 98.9 The Game. No! Welcome back in to the uh, starting lineup here on 98.9 The Game, ESPN Radio. Uh, let's take a look at uh, some uh, local sports that happened uh, there uh, last night in uh, basketball. And we'll just uh, start uh, going uh, down the list here. It was uh, Tatopoulos uh, victorious over St. Joe Ogden there, 53-40. to uh, 40. Last night in a T-Town, as a St. Joe Ogden actually had the one-point lead to start the game, 10-9, to but Shoes got it under control there in the second and was outscored in the fourth, but ultimately T-Town did enough by that point to earn the victory. Joey Niebergi was in a double figures lead in the Shoes with 18 points. Gaddis had a 12 in the win as well. Uh, Landris led the way for St. Joe. He had a 16 in the loss there. A uh, game that was over on our airwaves of uh, Jack FM. It was Altamont uh, victorious over uh, Central A&M. Uh, 63 35 was the uh, final score there. As it was uh, Altamont uh, jumping out early. They came right out of the gate, scored a touchdown. Let's 7 nothing. Uh, wrong sport. But they still jumped out to the uh, early lead there. They came out with a lot of intensity and uh, vintage Altamont offense of uh, getting some turnovers and uh, getting some transition buckets uh, there. And the script kind of flipped there for uh, Central A&M in the second quarter as uh, Altamont down a couple of guys and uh, down uh, Dylan Elam and Ben Radel unavailable for our last night's game. So they had to go to a smaller lineup and Central A&M got back into the game at that point and uh, they inserted Kaden Miller back in uh, from the quarter break and he picked up a couple quick fouls. So he ended up having to uh, sit down. So uh, no, there was some correlation there uh, that the intensity and the energy uh, went down after that with uh, Kaden Miller on the bench. He's just a natural uh, effort guy. 
and uh, that's what caused A&M to get back in the game there. And uh, a spinner off the bench really kind of ignited uh, the Raiders in the second quarter, and they ended up cutting the lead down to nine points at one point, but uh, that was as close as they got as Central A&M. It seemed like they couldn't get out of their own way as they were mounting a comeback, and then they would turn the ball over or uh, do something like uh, that or miss some tough shots. Uh, there and Altamar reestablished control there in the third and ended up winning the game uh, pretty uh, handedly going away mm-hmm. uh, there last night. And I tell you, uh, Coach Niebuhr agreed uh, that in the post game we talked about, you know, Central A&M are only 6 and 11 uh, this year, but A&M actually won the JV game and really put it on uh, Altamar. So 7 and 2 on the season is the JV uh, team. Uh, I saw that from uh, Principal Brown uh, there on a Twitter, but uh, so m is on the come up. So in a couple of years, they might be right back to where they were yep. uh, f- from a few years ago in the last uh, te- uh, last few years of Coach Smith's tenure, uh, who's back on the sidelines uh, there this year after a two-year hiatus on the basketball coaching side. But uh, Altamont last night was victorious, and uh, they're on a mini four-game winning streak now, and uh, they won their 10th game. Uh, now heading into a Thursday's matchup with Hillsboro. Uh, but Altamont getting it done there mm-hmm. last night. Mm-hmm. I'm 28. Yep, good win for Altamont. Just keeps rolling. Keeping it going. Yep. Just trying to start playing well and uh, potentially could be getting uh, Dylan Elam uh, back later this week uh, as well. Uh, elsewhere in the NTC, involving some NTC teams, it was a conference game between San Anthony and Nioga. And uh, St. Anthony won this one 67-2, to a 36 final. As the St. Anthony jumped out to the 20-10 to 10 lead thereafter one quarter, and they kind of rode that all the way through. And I uh, ended up in the fourth quarter outscoring Nioga 13-2 to two to finish him off. Uh, Brock Fearday ended up with a 22 to lead the way for the Bulldogs. Uh, Schmidt had 16, and Westendorf with a 13. Uh, Sheehan, he led the way for Nioga. He had 10 points and the loss, but a team that continues to roll there, and that's a San Anthony, mm-hmm. and they did just that by uh, getting another win in the conference as well. Yep, absolutely. I think they're 5-0 and in the NTC mm. uh, right now. Playing some good basketball. Both those teams are. And some, potentially in some people's rankings, they moved up to a number one. Yep, saw that. In their rankings in yep. Class 1A. Yep. And then Nistro. Rankings, Nestro, Nesto rankings. We also had a South Central pick up a conference win against Windsor's Two Straws, and uh, that one was a 41 to 235 a final score. Uh, South Central had the early 11 to 3 lead, but Windsor kind of came back on them there in the second and third. But South Central outscores them 15 to 3 in the fourth to uh, come back to win. So. A bit of an odd uh, box score there for the Hatchets. Mm-hmm. You had three in the bookend quarters, and then in the middle quarters you were good. Uh, but uh, South Central ultimately again in the dub there. Uh, Jacob Smith led the way. He had 13, and that was the only uh, player in double figures there. And only three players in the box score for Windsor's two straws. Mm. Uh, Gurgle had uh, 16 or 18 to lead the way, and Meinhardt um, uh, had 15 points uh, there. And Gracie was the only other. A hatchet in the scoring column there hmm. uh, last night. It was uh, Cowden Harrogate Beecher City with the uh, win over Martinsville, and that was a 62-51 final score mm-hmm. uh, there. And it was uh, Lawrenceville 
with a win over North Clay, and that one was a 62-44 final score. In the Apollo, we had a former Apollo matchup here. We had Newton with a victory over FEM, 66-52. Newton jumped out to the 16-4 lead in uh, that one, and the Hearts kind of, they came back there in the fourth quarter, you know, 20-21, they almost outscored uh, the Eagles there in the final period, but uh, Newton ultimately uh, picked up the win there. 27 points for uh, Nichols uh, there, and uh, Gear also had uh, 17 as well. And Nichols threw down, and he reaches 1,000th career point in that game as well. Okay, yeah, I so, thought that I big saw game, that. Big game for him last night. Yeah, I thought that I saw that uh, there, but I wasn't sure. But yep. uh, Nichols, congratulations, 1,000 points. Yep. Uh, Therefore, the Eagles in a nice showing, uh, and my heart had it 11 there for the Eagles. Uh, It was uh, Killian's lead in the way for FEM. He had uh, 12 points in the loss there for the Hearts. Um, And also in the Apollo, it was a tough matchup for Charleston. Citralia, they picked up the easy win, 62-28 to there, but Orphans are really good uh, this year and highly ranked there. In a Lincoln Prairie action, we had a Sullivan win over Sarah Gordo, 54 to 41. Tri County was victorious over a Heritage, 65 to 15. Then a game that was over on a WCRA, and this was where Eric was at. He was in uh, Cumberland to see the Purple Riders, and the Purple Riders put it on the Pirates, 61 mm-hmm. 26 was the final as Arcola picked up the win. Yeah, it was 28 8 at the half, Travis, and it just. Uh... Cumberland just could not get going in that first half. Travis, three of twenty-one from the field. Wow! That, they ended the game eleven of forty-two for twenty-six percent from the field, one for twelve from three. Those just aren't numbers that you can you can have and get wins, mm-hmm. um, especially against a pretty decent uh, Arcola team. Um, so yeah, Cumberland's got to go back to the drawing board, taking on you know uh, Farmer City Blue Ridge on Friday. And that's a long bus ride, but more importantly, talking it with is. Coach after the game, Travis, that, uh, you know, last year when Cumberland went there, he Coach, very first thing he said, when we went there last year, that gym was cold and we could not score. Those were the first two things he thought of when I said, tell me, heading into Friday's game, what, you know, you're expecting or what what's going to happen. He said, I remember that gym being cold, and I remember our offense not going. And he said, and last year's team was a lot better offensively at this point in the season than, la- than this year's team. So mm-hmm. it makes me a little worried about going up to that cold gym on Friday in the snow, in the cold, and this offense just not getting it put together. And because uh, that's that's what we've had most of the season for the Cumberland Pirates. Uh, Cumberland entering this game, Travis, averaging 37 points a game. Ooh. So didn't even make their average last night, only getting 26. Uh, no no one got double figures for the Pirates. Uh, uh Kelby Beerman had seven. That was the closest. So, just mm. not a good offensive night for Cumberland. It's not like they had a lot of turnovers. Fifteen, yeah, fifteen's a lot. But we've seen Cumberland have, you know, upwards of twenty turnovers and still keep it close with teams. The problem is, is that when Cumberland has off nights, a lot of times they can get teams to play kind of down with them. Mm. And last night, Arcola did not play down with them. No. They played the way they wanted to, and Cumberland just couldn't handle it last night. So mm. back to the drawing board for the Pirates. I mean, relatively speaking, it's only supposed to be a low of 19 on Friday. Yeah, yeah. 
I mean, but it wasn't that cold last year, Travis, outside, and it was cold in that gym. Because as soon as he remembered that, it kicked a memory in my brain. I was like, I remember freezing during that game. I wore my jacket during the whole broadcast. (laughs) So that kind of actually reminds me of uh, Oblong this year. It wasn't quite that cold to where you had a jacket, but I definitely kept uh, on my sweatshirt for Mm -hmm. a while because they said that they hadn't turned on the heat on that side of the building. Oh, nice. uh, With the girls game a couple weeks ago. So uh, funny how you should mention that there. But I mean, relatively speaking with the Saturday through Monday or Tuesday's lows, uh, 19 doesn't sound too bad. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, uh, yeah, it's definitely, when you can feel it in the gym, that's, uh, definitely something that you remember, Yep. uh, there. All right. So, uh, elsewhere we had, uh, Alney with the win over a fair field of 49 and two, a 30. Speaking of a team that's playing uh, pretty good basketball, uh, right now is, uh, Alney as they've been, uh, quite impressive, uh, this season and people are starting to take notice. Uh, there and picking up the win over the mules there. Mm-hmm. Uh, Shelbyville also playing uh, some great basketball as they're 14 and four now on the season. They won over Marshall 63 to 48 was the final there. Uh, Tuscola they uh, suffer their uh, second loss of the year, so uh, losers of back-to-back games now, yeah. but close games. And Shelbyville the other night and this one by four, uh, you know Tolono. Uh, sixteen and zero on the season, yes. so uh, not bad losses, but still uh, losses. Still losses. Seventy four seventy was the uh, final there with the Rockets and Warriors uh, there, uh, and also in the uh, South Central was uh, Columbia over Vandalia fifty seven to a uh, thirty two, Jerseyville over a Piasol forty eight forty four in a close one, North Mac victors over Lincolnwood forty nine twenty nine. And a Litchfield over East Aldenwood River, 71-52. And a girls of basketball there last night. Speaking of Oblong, Palhut, this one was actually in Palestine. And Dietrich came away with the win here as it was a great night there for Miley Britton. 30 points as she dropped for the Maroons there last night. Also, Addison Miller in double figures. She had 13 in the victory. Looks like they really took control there in the second quarter, outscoring OPH 21-5 to in that quarter and ended up riding that one to the victory uh, there against OPH. Mm-hmm. It was also a Apollo matchup in Effingham as it was Taylorville victorious over the Hearts 54-41. to uh, Taylorville got off to a good lead 21-9 to after one quarter, and then uh, Effingham kind of came back to him there and got the score a little bit closer at halftime, but uh, Tornadoes ended up pulling away in the fourth quarter. Uh, there for the uh, win, it was uh, Tar leading the way for uh, the uh, Tornadoes as uh, she had uh, 20 points. Uh, that was Addie Tar, and uh, she also uh, saw the other night uh, picked up her 1,000 point at the end of last week as well. So obviously a good player there for the Tornadoes and leading the way to the victory over FEM. Uh, Beals led the way for FEM. She had 12, uh, and the only other person that was close to double figures there was uh, Austin. Uh, she had eight points in uh, the loss uh, there. And we also had a Matt Toon to pick up a, a good victory over Muhammad Seymour, 67 to 47, 
was the uh, final score there last night for the Green Wave, victorious. And uh, let's see, we also had Mount Zion uh, matching up with uh, Taylorville uh, there, and it was uh, Mount Zion picking up the win over the uh, Trojans there. And also one game elsewhere in the Central Illinois was Clinton over Leroy, 60-31. to Local schedule for tonight, only a couple games here on the uh, schedule here that I have down. Uh, our Academy High School is at Arcola, uh, Lawrenceville hosting uh, Robinson, and in boys basketball, Indenburg is at St. Elmo, Brownstown as well. So uh, if you missed any of those results, we have them up there on our website, fmradio.com. Just click on our local sports tab. That's where you can find out the info mm -hmm. uh, there. All right, uh, so uh, we uh, move along here, and uh, we uh, move along into uh, some more uh, basketball. And uh, coming up, we're going to be hitting up on uh, some NBA and uh, some uh, college basketball as well as we continue on with the starting lineup. The starting lineup from 98.9 The Game Studios. We'll be right back. Imagine the possibilities with the Topless State Bank. This is Justin Naders. If you're buying a home, see us to get pre-qualified. When you're pre-qualified, the seller knows you mean business, and that can save you thousands. If you're building a new home, we'll help you get started with a construction loan customized just for you. Ask around. Talk to your friends. You'll see why so many homes start with a little help from Teutopolis State Bank. And Teutopolis, Sigel, and Effingham. Equal housing lender and member FDIC. It's cold outside, but at McMahon Meats, we have a convenient drive-up window so you can stay in your car. Phone ahead at 217-813-6054 to place your order, and we will hand it to you in your warm car. McMahon Meats offers fresh cuts of beef, pork, chicken, and fish. We also offer a wide variety of sides and appetizers. Stop by today on Route 40 between Teutopolis and Effingham. Check us out online at mcmahonmeats.com or visit us on Facebook. McMahon Meats, where quality and convenience meet tradition. This is Lucas Kroening with a message from the FNM Fire Department. As a firefighter, I've witnessed the devastating consequences of vehicle accidents. Let's stay focused. Distracted driving kills. Keep your eyes on the road and off your phone. Buckle up. Seatbelts save lives. It's a simple action that can prevent serious injuries. Also, let's protect our little ones. Use proper car seats for children to ensure their safety. And always check the back seat. Don't forget about loved ones or pets before leaving the car. Let's prioritize car safety. Together, we can save lives. Football is back, and NFL Plus has you covered. Get NFL Plus, and you'll never miss a moment of live football action this season with live local and primetime games on mobile, NFL Network, NFL Red Zone, live game audio, and more all in one place. That's right. This season, get NFL Red Zone and NFL Plus Premium so you never miss a touchdown. That's every touchdown from every game every Sunday during the regular season across devices. Sign up today at plus.nfl.com. Terms and conditions apply. Isn't that aroma just heavenly? What's with the whispering? Inside this grill is the secret to winning game days. Mmm. Eckridge Smoked Sausage, crafted with a perfect medley of spices for a truly rich, savory taste. So easy to prepare, too. Now hand me one of those buns. Whoa, whoa. Keep your voice down. Marty, you're still whispering? Secret's out, buddy. Eckridge.com has dozens of simple, mouth-watering recipes for everyone to win game days this season. And now... So can it's a little overrated. Just two cents. Peyton Manning is overrated. A little bit, yeah. You're thinking of is like last year. 
No. Don't think of him as his last year. No, like his whole career. The starting lineup. <laughs> he is properly rated. No, a little overrated. How dare you? On 98.9 The Game. Peyton Manning can think Edron James, Jeff Saturday, Marvin Harrison, Reggie Wayne, Dallas Clark. All right, then Joe Montana is overrated. Thing oh, you can thank yeah. Jerry Rice for everything. I, Eric Fry Sports Center update. The Blues surrendered three goals in the third period of their 5-1 loss to the Panthers at the Enterprise Center. The Blues got the scoring started, but unfortunately could not hold on. The Blues have lost three of five and now have 41 points in a 2018-1 record. St. Louis hosts the Rangers tomorrow. Other team news, the Blues announced they have signed forward Nathan Walker to a two-year extension yesterday. College basketball action tonight. Missouri State will host Murray State and SIU will visit Valpo. The Blackhawks weren't able to turn their stifling defensive performance into a win during a 2-1 loss to the Edmonton Oilers at the United Center. Connor McDavid knocked in the eventual game winner for the Oilers in the second. Chicago remains last in the Central Division, 26 points and a 12-27-2 record. The Hawks are at the Jets tomorrow night. The Bulls will go for their third win in a row when they host the Rockets at the United Center tonight. Bulls are coming off a 119-112 overtime win against the Charlotte Hornets on Monday night. Chicago's ninth in the Eastern Conference at 17-21. Tonight's game tips off at 7 o'clock. The White Sox are still shopping around their ace starter. General Manager Chris Getz told reports yesterday the team is still discussing a potential Dylan Cease trade with interested teams. He adds that the Southsiders aren't going to move Cease unless they are getting a deal that benefits Chicago's future. Cease went 7-9 with a 4.58 ERA and 33 starts last season are finishing as a runner-up for the Cy Young in 2022. Welcome back in to the uh, starting lineup. Travis Sparks here, Eric Fry over there with the uh, Sports on our reads there mm -hmm. all right uh, so uh let's hit up on uh, some uh, college basketball uh, that happened uh, there uh, last night again is the anarchy nope it's just college basketball as the number one team in the country goes down they go down at the hands of nebraska yeah what nebraska yes Purdue's uh, losses this season have come to northwestern and nebraska so just stop Playing teams that start with N. Mm -hmm. Unfortunately, they're in the Big Ten Conference, so they can't. 88-72 is the final, and I'm looking at the people that were rushing the floor yep. there last night Deserved. in Lincoln. Oh, yeah. Deserved in that instance. It's always it's No, always not deserved. if you're the higher-rated team. Except for your – it's always deserved, except for if you're Colorado. If you are the higher team beating somebody, you shouldn't rush the floor. <laughs> In most cases, that we've seen that happen though, Travis. Yeah, um, but I don't know. I don't know what it is about the top-ranked teams in the country can't get it done on the road because uh, Houston, uh, they also uh, fell there last night on the road. Uh, Iowa State pulled off the uh, W there, fifty-seven to fifty-three, the takedown of the uh, Cougars there, and giving uh, Houston their first loss of the season as well, fourteen and one on the season. All right, so let's talk about these two games, Travis. Uh-huh. Okay, so Tuesday was the 684th day in AP poll history in which the top two teams both faced unranked teams on the same day. It's the eighth time they've both lost, just the third time in the last 40 years. Wow. Nebraska beat Purdue, as you mentioned. It's the team's fourth win in school history over an AP number one and the first since February 6th 1982 at Missouri, 
42-year gap between wins over number ones was the longest span for any team since Iowa State went 59 years between such wins there. Nebraska entered the game on an 11-game losing streak against the nation's top-ranked team and a 16-game home losing streak against all-ranked teams. That 16-game home skid was the second-longest streak by any team in Big Ten history, trailing only a 21-game losing streak by Northwestern from 1989 to 1994. And the 16-point win for Nebraska was the largest margin of victory by an unranked team over an AP number one, Travis, since UMBC upset Virginia as a 16 in the first round of the NCAA tournament. Hmm. Purdue, as you mentioned, has two losses this season. Yep. Both on the road. Mm-hmm. Both against unranked teams. Yep. The Boilermakers last season also lost twice as the number one against unranked opponents. Once to mm-hmm. Rutgers and once to Northwestern. The only other team in AP poll history to lose multiple games as the AP number one to unranked opponents in consecutive seasons is North Carolina, who did it in 85 86 and 86 87. Mm-hmm. Now, with Houston losing, Travis, that means Indiana popped the. The champagne. You're good. The 75-76 Indiana will remain the last unbeaten national champion for yet another season. So get it ready. They're still good. Don't have to worry about it. And in case you were wondering, Travis, the NCAA tournament results for the last unbeaten team, three have since 78-79. So it's been a while. Three have missed the NCAA tournament completely. Four have won the title. So you're just as likely almost to miss the tournament as the last unbeaten team, as you are to win the title. Mm-hmm. But mostly you're going to be kind of just there in the, the middle. Uh, one other unranked team beat a ranked opponent on Tuesday as well as Boise State beat Colorado State. They did. So, there 65, you go. 65-58. Mm-hmm. Broncos getting it done in the Mountain West. Yep. Uh, Colorado's else? true state. No. <laughs> yeah, maybe not. Uh, Kentucky, they uh, they were the sixth team, so yep. no upset here. They blew out Missouri. Go yep. figure. Uh, Ninety to seventy-seven was the final. Duke over Pitt, seventy-five fifty-three. Uh, Baylor with the uh, matchup of a fourteen versus eighteen, and Baylor gets the best of number eighteen, eighty-one to seventy-two. Auburn with a dub over Texas A&M, sixty-six fifty-five. San Diego State with a win over San Jose State, eighty-one seventy-eight. Utah winning over Wyoming. 83-59, Creighton over to Paul, 84-58, and Texas, number 25 in the country, wins against Cincinnati by a point, 74-73 uh, there. Uh, let's see action uh, for uh, tonight in top 25, number three, uh, Kansas against UCF, that's in Orlando. Uh, Tennessee, number five in the country at Mississippi State. Number 21 at Clemson at Virginia Tech. Number 7 North Carolina at NC State. UTSA against number 13 Memphis. Number 4 UConn at Xavier. Number 15 Wisconsin at Ohio State. Number 9 Oklahoma at TCU. Buller at number 11 Marquette. Uh, there. Is there any other matchups in uh, the uh, Big Ten? Uh, Northwestern and Penn State. Match it up there. It's going to take a little bit to get used to this uh, ESPN bet. Yeah, uh, it new is. graphic yep. here on this. Northwestern favored by a point and a half uh, there. But that was what happened in uh, college basketball uh, there mm-hmm. last night. Uh, let's see. Uh, quickly, is there anything significant that happened in uh, M- NBA? Pistons lost again. 
it was a uh, yes. Pistons lost again. I was gonna uh, talk about the Lakers Raptors. Um, Anthony Davis had a big night, um, forty-one points, um, and uh, that is makes him the first player with forty points, ten rebounds, seventy-five percent shooting games since Shaq in 03 and the fourth Laker to do it in a game uh, since the shot clock era joining Shaq, Magic Johnson, and Wilt Chamberlain. Mm-hmm. So there you go. And the Lakers got the win. Yep. 132 to 131. Yeah, him and LeBron. LeBron had 22 points and 12 assists. Mm-hmm. How about the Raptors after they made that trade, but it, the Knicks after that a trade, they haven't lost. They're like 4 or 5 and 0 oh since that trade. 112 well, to 84. And again, Travis, uh, speaking of the Raptors, another head coach complaining about free throws. Lakers ended up attempting 36 free throws, including uh, 30 in the second half, uh, 23 free throws in the fourth quarter, and Toronto, as a team, attempted 13. Hmm. Gotcha. There's a little bit of discrepancy there. A little bit, yeah. All right, so uh, that does it for uh, basketball, and uh, we're up against the clock, but we have uh, just enough time to uh, squeeze in uh, some MLB uh, there, and we'll continue the conversation in the uh, pod. Uh, But that's what we're closing out the show with. The starting lineup from 98.9 The Game Studios. We'll be right back. My doctor told me my blood pressure is borderline. I figured I could worry about it or do something about it. So I took control with Garlic Healthy Blood Pressure Formula. It works safely and naturally to help maintain healthy blood pressure with a custom blend of garlic, vitamins, and minerals. And it's odor-free. I'm taking charge with Garlic Healthy Blood Pressure Formula. These statements have not been evaluated by the FDA. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. The term natural reference is only the garlic in the product. Use as directed. At Granger, we're for the ones who specialize in saving the day and for the ones who've mastered the art of keeping business moving. We offer industrial-grade supplies for every industry with same-day pickup and next-day delivery on most orders, all backed by real people ready to help. So you can get the right answers and products right when you need them. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. It's cold outside, but at McMahon Meats, we have a convenient drive-up window so you can stay in your car. Phone ahead at 217-813-6054 to place your order, and we will hand it to you in your warm car. McMahon Meats offers fresh cuts of beef, pork, chicken, and fish. We also offer a wide variety of sides and appetizers. Stop by today on Route 40 between Teutopolis and Effingham. Check us out online at mcmahonmeats.com or visit us on Facebook. McMahon Meats, where quality and convenience meet tradition. You can't see the future, but you can prepare for it. With the universal life policy from Pekin Life Insurance Company, you'll have guaranteed death benefit protection with the potential to build significant cash value for later years. Request a free quote for universal life insurance at PekinInsurance.com and in Effingham, contact Tingley Insurance at 217-342-3637 and we'll go beyond the expected for you. And now... Uh, up next, two winless teams right here. Sullivan is at Newton. Newton lost 13-12 to against Paris last I week. I have a prediction for this game. Are you ready? Okay. The starting lineup. At the end of this game, someone will be 1-1. One one. On 98.9 The Game. 
back in into the uh, starting lineup here on 98.9. We're only here on 98.9. We're just a, a smidge a bit longer, but we need to uh, squeeze in here some uh, baseball at the end of the show, and we'll continue it into the uh, pod. Uh, but the uh, Cubs, it looks like uh, they've made a, another uh, signing here as uh, they uh, have reached an agreement uh, with uh, Shota Imaga. Yeah. They're from uh, Japan, the lefty uh, there. Uh, looks to be headed to uh, Chicago there after eight seasons in the Nepal mm-hmm. Professional Baseball League. And Travis, I really am happy. I'm pleased with this. Uh, a couple of things that makes me happy about this. Imaga had reportedly at least one offer with way more money than what the Cubs ended up signing him for. Almost, from what I saw from reports, doubled the guaranteed money that Chicago was giving him and he agreed to it proved and and it even said you know some of the reporters saying he wanted to be a cub he wanted to come to chicago which yes okay that is that's great i am happy to hear that um now the contract is very complicated um as far as all of the uh the bonuses and stuff, but basically um, it's something close to two years, 30 mil and go to four years, 60 mil, even possibly 8 million or 80 million with multiple opt outs. But Travis, when he was entering projections and entering the off season was saying 80 to a hundred mil and five years as, mm. as just kind of the starting point. And we were heard We heard a hundred mil even last week. So the fact that the Cubs get him for at most 80 million is huge yeah. for Chicago. Mm-hmm. So I'm I'm okay with that, and again, maybe this is the domino for the Cubs that they can start making some of these other big moves. Yeah, and maybe that's what sold Imaga on coming. Maybe he knows something we don't. Maybe he knows. I mean, his clock was running out. He had to sign before the 11th, mm-hmm. that because that was his window to sign. So you know, he was he was running out of days. But again, the fact he took less money to come to Chicago makes me think that maybe there's some more coming from Chicago. Well, it finally took them long enough. Yeah, but, it took them long enough. Mm-hmm. But they're finally into the uh, free agent game. Uh, they're yep. uh, making a couple moves, and now it looks like Imaga coming to yep. Chicago from Japan. All right, so it looks like uh, that is going to be it for us here on the Trashville Show. We'll get to uh, some more stuff in the pod, including a lot in this date in uh, sports history. Uh, coming up as well. But coming up next here on ESPN Radio is Carlino versus Joe. And following that is Freddie and Harry. So enjoy the rest of your ESPN Radio afternoon. Thanks for listening to the starting lineup on 98.9 The Game. Welcome back in uh, to overtime of the uh, starting lineup. Travis Sparks, Eric Fry still here. And uh, we're here with uh, some more random news and notes to uh, get to. Maybe a little bit more baseball uh, there as well. We kind of ran through it yeah. there at the very end. And also got a loaded this day in sports history yep. as well. Yep. 
Uh, is there anything on SportsCenter that you wanted to hit on? Uh, yes. Uh, Colts owner Jim Ursay is being treated for a severe respiratory illness. The team said Tuesday that the 64-year-old would not be appearing with his band at the Ursay Collection event in Los Angeles this week. His band. His band. Nice. So he's going to play at the Shrine Auditorium in Los Angeles on Thursday, but that's not to be. Uh, Terry's Halliburton, as we mentioned yesterday, was injured, but an MRI revealed that it's a grade one left hamstring strain. It's expected to be reevaluated in approximately two weeks. Oh, well, that's good. At least it's not as bad as I thought. Yep. Uh, TJ Watt will not play for the Steelers in their first round of the playoffs, but Mason Rudolph, he will, as mm-hmm. he's going to be the starter uh, quarterback. Yeah, and uh, J.J. Watt had a little bit of fun with that. He posted a picture of him in a Steelers uniform and said, do you think they'll notice? Ah, I just put Watt on the back. I like it. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, I think they would notice. Yeah. Uh, The Broncos aren't parting ways with quarterback Russell Wilson just yet. Denver's owner and CEO Greg Penner, general manager George Patton, and head coach Sean Payton all said on Tuesday that no decision has been made on Wilson's future with the team. Wilson was noticeably benched for the final two games of the season after he was asked to make an adjustment to his contract and didn't. Should the Broncos release Wilson this offseason, the team would deal with $35.4 million in dead money in 2024 and $49.6 million in 2025. I mean, yeah, I'd say a decision has already been made. You already yep. benched him. Yep. Want to restructure his contract. Yep. So, yeah, I think that. Uh, 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 yeah. Yeah. Already made. Uh, Washington's losing one of its top receivers to the NFL draft. ESPN reports wideout Jalen Polk is leaving the Huskies to declare for the draft. He's projected to be selected on day two of the draft. The Heat are rewarding their head coach with a long-term extension. ESPN reports that Miami and Eric Spolster agreed to an eight-year extension worth over $120 million. The contract will make him one of the highest-paid coaches in the NBA. Spolstra has led the Heat since 08 and guided the team to six NBA Finals and two championships. The 53-year-old is the wingest head coach in franchise history, 725 regular season wins and 109 playoff victories. Hmm. Um, let's see. I think that's all I got. Yeah, that's all I got right now. All you got. That's all I got. Let me double check, make sure we haven't had any huge news stories that I, I missed up on. Um, no, it does not look like it. So, yeah, no. that's uh, Sports Center. That's your Sports Center. Yep. All right, very well. All right. Is there uh, more stuff that you want to talk about with the baseball, with the Immiga deal? Just that it's a good deal, and I'm glad the Cubs are doing something finally. Like I said, hopefully it leads to more. Hopefully, you know, it leads to Cody Bellinger and Reese Hoskins. Mm-hmm. What I'm I'm hoping, I, I would still take – I'm not as excited about Chapman if he was to become a Cub. Uh, I just don't like his bat as much, but um, you need some help there at third. So, but you got some help on the starting pitcher in front. You got a, basically a two to be beside Justin Steele. And and you needed that because the drop off from Steele to the rest of the rotation, especially with with Stroman being gone, it's pretty hefty. Yeah. And Imiga, you hope will alleviate some of that because Kyle Hendricks isn't the pitcher he once was. Mm -hmm. So, and he never had overpowering stuff. He just was very precise with his pitching. No. Uh, kind of Greg Maddox-like. That's why they used to call him, not the professor, but they called him the something else. I can't remember. But 
Right, and you know, I mean, Imaga is fastball only tops out at about 92 yep. as well, so he's not a big flamethrower either. Nope, but it, I, he's got some wicked movement. Oh, yeah. Wicked movement, and we saw it in the World Baseball Classic. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, no doubt. So, that's... Yep, he started the final yep. championship against Team Jose. And, Travis, I can say right now for a fact, 100% fact, that Imaga will be a better pitcher than Shohei Otani in 2024. <laughs> fact. Bold, predi- uh, bold fact. prediction, a bold fact right there. It's not prediction, it's fact, Travis. There you go. It's, it's not a prediction, it's a spoiler. It is a spoiler. <laughs> uh, Can't so. nobody argue with me on that. No, no. Get, get no arguments from me. Yep. <laughs> So, uh, the Cubs uh, show that they uh, finally, finally do something. Finally do something. Now we can. Uh, now, now, Travis, if we were the Cardinals, we'd take the Cardinals' approach and go. We're good. <laughs> uh, yeah. Didn't you want a Japanese starting pitcher? Done. Exactly. What other pitcher were you talking about? <laughs> I, I, I have no idea. Yamamoto, Otani. You know. Oh yeah. You know. That's okay. Third best is still third. Mm. <laughs> yeah. The second second loser. Second loser. Mm. So. Yeah. Yeah. I'm ready for baseball season to be over, Travis. <laughs> uh, it hasn't even started yet. I know. I'm ready for it to be over. I'm ready. Uh, unless the Dodgers just crash and burn, in which case I will relish in it and, and I will watch every minute of it. But I'm just ready for it to be over. Ready for it to be over. Yep. Hmm. There's 32 days until spring training starts. Uh, 32 days, 10 hours, 48 minutes. At the time of this recording. Yep. 35 seconds. Thank 34. You. Thank you. 33. I. We've talked about it ad nauseum. The I Dodgers know. are making it not fun. I know. So, but if you're sick of seeing the Dodgers, then you're sick of seeing them early on in the oh, ESPN yeah. Yeah, slate do. of games. Yeah. The first three uh, Sunday night baseball games will feature the uh, Dodgers, and that includes their opening home stand with the uh, St. Louis Cardinals mm-hmm. as well, and uh, they'll also be uh, televising the April 14th game against the Padres. And ESPN also selected the June 9th game at the New York Yankees for its Sunday night schedule of games as well. And then they will also be carrying the two-game series with the Padres and Dodgers in Seoul, South Korea on March 20th and 21st as well. Well, to be fair, they were probably going to cover that no matter what. Well, sure. But it just it doesn't help. It doesn't help. Yeah. Uh, Sunday night, uh, some other ones that were significant on April 7th, the uh, Rangers, the World Series champs matchup, hosting the Astros in a rematch of the ALCS. Uh, the Rangers will be at the Atlanta Braves on the 21st. Hey, the Cubs and the Red Sox on April 28th. The Cubs at the Cardinals on May 26th. 
and the Yankees at the Red Sox on June 16th, mm-hmm. and also the Little League Classic game involving the New York Yankees and Detroit Tigers on August 18th in Williamsport, Pennsylvania, all announced as some ESPN baseball games this upcoming season. Yay. Sunday Night Baseball. Be here before you know him. All right. But first, before we look at baseball, we got to get through one of the most exciting times, and that's the NFL NFL playoffs. Yes. Super wild card weekend yep. coming up this weekend that we'll be exploring and looking into definitely on a Friday. Yes. Uh, for sure. And so be ready for that there. All right, so is there uh, any uh, this date in sports history that yeah. you want to hit on? Oh, yeah, we got lots from Travis. On this, day, on this day in 1982, Dwight Clark makes the catch in the NFC title game, setting the 49ers Super Bowl for the first time in franchise history. Mm. On this date in 1982 as well, Cincinnati defeated San Diego 27-7 in the coldest game in NFL history. The temperature at kickoff of the AFC Championship game is 9 below with a wind chill factor of negative 59. Ooh. That is cold. It's supposed to be cold in Kansas City on Sunday Not or that Saturday cold. night. Not that cold. Not that cold. It's cold for Miami, though. Well, y- yes, it's cold for Miami. Everything's cold for Miami. But it's not negative 9 degrees with a wind chill of negative 59. Is that the spread at Kansas City minus 4? Is that the temperature? Ah, I like that. Forecast the high of 2 or the low of 2. Uh, Travis, on this date in 1994, something that upset someone personally, Isaiah Thomas of Detroit was added to the roster of Dream Team 2, replacing the injured Tim Hardaway. The team, of course, would go on to win gold medal at the 1994 World Championships of Basketball in Ontario, Canada. Hmm. And I took that personally. <laughs> yeah. We all know, no love lost there between uh, MJ and Isaiah Thomas. That's why he was on the World Championship of Basketball and not the yeah. Olympic squad. Yeah. Watch the last dance. You'll know all about it. Uh, yeah, no love lost there. On this day in 2003, the NBA announces that Charlotte, North Carolina has been awarded NBA and expansion franchise. The team would be known as the Charlotte Bobcats before eventually changing the Charlotte Hornets for the 2014-15 season. Bobcats were born on this day. Charlotte Travis, Bobcats. Very well. Drafting Sean May. <laughs> the only thing I remember, they drafted uh, Sean May and Adam Morrison. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Raymond Felton, I think, too. They did at one point. Yep. Yep. Mm -hmm. Good draft class. Good job, MJ. Way to go. Oh, yeah. Good job. Sean Flippin' May. Uh Uh-huh. The name that will live in infamy for Illinois basketball fans. Yeah. Uh, On this date in 2004, the Panthers beat your Rams in double overtime of the 2003 NFC Divisional Playoffs as Steve Smith caught a 69-yard touchdown pass from Jake DeLome on the first play of the second overtime as Carolina advanced to the NFC Championship game. Yep, I yep. can still see Steve Smith running down the streaking the down, field. The, down the field. Yep, yep, bad memory for me. On this day in 2007, Dikembe Mutombo surpasses Kareem Abdul-Jabbar to become the second most prolific shot blocker in NBA history, behind only Hakeem Olajuwon. And Travis, I did not know Dikembe was still playing in 07. Yeah, I thought he was done by like 03 <laughs> at the latest. Yeah. I know no. he was still playing in 07, given the wag. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now he's doing commercials, or he was doing commercials. Not anymore, I don't think. I haven't mm-hmm. seen that commercial in a while. Yeah, but... 
I'm still doing it in 07, I guess. On this date in 2010, Travis, the Packers beat the Cardinals 51-45 to in overtime of the 2009 NFC Divisional Round, the highest combined score ever in an NFL postseason game. Mm-hmm. I think that that may have been the Aaron Rodgers Hail Mary heave, but I'm not sure. I know that one was the Packers beating the Cardinals, but I don't. What year was that? 2010. Uh, I think that was one of the ones where um, he uh, – Got his face mask grabbed. It oh, wasn't gotcha. the Hail Mary. Gotcha. It wasn't the Hail Mary But game. the Packers won 51-45. Yeah. I saw you look up to Kembe. Go ahead. He played until he was 42. He only played nine games, but he played in 2008-2009. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> only nine games, though. For who? <laughs> Houston. <laughs> yeah. To Kembe Matumbo. Who else was on that team, Travis? In 0809. 08-09 Houston. Mm. Let's see the roster here. Yeah, had Ray for Alston, Brent Berry, ah. Shane Battier, Aaron Brooks, Brian Cook, okay. Pride of Illinois, yes. Joey Dorsey, Chuck Hayes, Luther Head, Luther Head, Pride of Illinois, Carl Landry, Kyle Lowry, Tracy McGrady was on the team, oh. and Yao. Oh, boy. Luis Scola. Ah. That go. should have been a decent team, and they had Dikembe on there. Von Wafer and Ron Artest as well. Ah. Yeah, that should have been a decent team, Travis. <laughs> yeah, they were trying to go for the – what a combination with Yao and Dikembe. Oh, yeah, you ain't getting anything in the paint. <laughs> but, again, he only played nine oh, games, man. so – and finally, Travis, on this day in 2011, Heisman winner Cam Newton and Auburn cap an unbeaten season and beat Oregon in the BCS championship game. Mm-hmm. There yeah. you go. We will have more tomorrow in the we state will. sports history. Lots more, uh, including some including uh, teams that are in the postseason this weekend with a uh, date and then uh, a Broncos legend. Broncos legend. Hmm. Is it Peyton Manning? Stick around to find out. Could be. Could be. Could not be. I wouldn't consider Peyton Manning a Broncos legend, so. That's just me. He's in their Hall of Fame. That still is absolutely baloney. <laughs> Hall of Fame or Ring of Honor. But it was an impactful four years and a Super Bowl win. Or, yeah, Super Bowl win. I would love Travis. Okay, I'm not gonna. I'm. I don't want this to happen, but I would kind of almost want Aaron Rodgers to come back to the Jets next year, lead them to the Super Bowl, win the Super Bowl, and then leave the Jets, and for the Jets to induct him into their Hall of Fame for one year mm-hmm. of play. Yeah, that's Hall of Fame worthy. Mm-hmm. Absolutely <laughs> ridiculous. Yeah, he would go down as a New York Jet legend, uh, for sure. The annals of time. No, thank you. Uh, Yeah, you know, uh, Aaron Rodgers making, uh, always in the news, making some news in his time during the Pat McAfee show yesterday. Isn't this just a blessing that uh, we get him every single Tuesday? No. Nah, not really. But 
Uh, I'm sure he'll be on next Tuesday. Like he always is. So, there you go. All right, I think that will uh, do it. I don't have anything else left on the list. And uh, nothing else popping up or breaking. So, we'll get on out of here. And, of course, thanks for listening. Thanks for downloading. And we'll be back tomorrow for more sports talk here on the start of your day. Peace out. <laughs>